this is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. Good day to you. This is Bob here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. So today's topic is buyers. We were continuing on our theme from two weeks ago. Last week, we had the lovely Mona Dixon on the show. Uh, we always start with the headlines of the day, don't we, Ramon? We do. We now have the wacky morning <laughs> zoo sound effect. Here we go. Now, Mick Jagger, this is the headline. Mick Jagger is back performing after his heart procedure. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, the way people knew the Stones were in town because the tour bus was driving 35 miles an hour in the left lane with the turn signal <laughs> stuck on. That's how sad. <laughs> oh, here, here, hold on. What? Oh, there we go. Hey, all right. Tip your waitress. I'll be here all week. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You know him, you got to love him. Ramon. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the buyers. So uh, most, I think I mentioned this uh, two weeks ago, but most of the people that I coach, um, by far actually, like to focus on sellers. Um, but I always ask this question, you know, if let's, let's say I have coached you. Everybody's different. But let's say I have coached you. And you have the same experience that every fearless agent coaching student has. You are able to walk up to uh, a stranger listing, not referred to you, not a friend, not a repeat um, client, and get the listing that nobody else can get. You're able to get it at 7%. You're able to keep 4% no matter what market or price range you're in. Uh, you are able to get a one-year listing, not because you need it, but because you can, because the seller trusts you so much. You will have every seller begging you to underprice their house on day one, and you will sell every listing for tens of thousands of dollars more than fair market value, so the sellers love you, and they send you a steady stream of referrals. And you uh, have a for sale by owner price. So you have a killer listing presentation. You have a killer pricing presentation. You have a for sale by owner presentation for those special folks. You have a buyer presentation that would cause every buyer to eagerly want to use your lender, the one you recommend, meet with you in your office and sign a buyer broker agreement eagerly before they you ever search the MLS or show a single house and you would have a investor presentation for real buy and hold real investors with real money not the uh, fix and flip folks so you would never be in a money making situation where you don't have the exact right words to say You'd be very professional, very competent, very confident, and you would have the right words to say on the phone or in person to get any amount of appointments booked to make any amount of money that you want. Okay, So your, your skills are great. Uh, so knowing that, if you're great at all that stuff, great at buyers, great at sellers, great at investors, um, if the money was exactly the same, 
the lifestyle would be entirely different. But if the money was entirely the same, exactly the same, would you rather do buyers only and no sellers or sellers only and no buyers? Now, that's not – there is no right answer to that. So some people, for whatever reason, like sellers better. I was that way. Some people, for whatever reason, like buyers better. You know, that the, and again, the lifestyle is different. Now, the money wouldn't be the same. You would make more money if you were equally great at sellers. Um, but some people, I don't tell people what to, and, you know, there's an old Latin phrase. You want to hear some Latin, Ramon? Yes, because that's uh, very current and exciting. Degustibus non est disputendum. Do you know what that means? I do not. In a matter of taste, there is no argument. <laughs> Words of wisdom there, right? <laughs> He's looking at me like, what a dork. <laughs> I took three years of Latin. I got I to gotta do something with it. You should have went for Spanish. Oh, boy. Yeah, in this state, uh, for sure. So, um, so whatever you like is whatever you like. So uh, now you could do both, of course, but it would be less likely that you'd make the really big bucks if you were doing both. The people who tend to focus on one or the other tend to make more money. But today we're talking about buyers. So last, last time we were talking about buyers, we talked about different converting the buyer calls into a in-office appointment. And uh, so there's some secrets to controlling the buyer in an in-office appointment. So one, one secret is get their head right on what is at stake. So secret number one is show the buyer what is at stake. It is about success or failure. Success means you are living in your favorite house. Some other person is not living in your favorite house. You get to live in your favorite house that's available to you with the amount of money you got. So that's success. Not succeeding means someone else is living in your favorite house. And there's ways that that happens that, and a lot of them are caused by poor decision-making on the buyer's part and the realtor's part sometimes. So then after you show them what's at stake, that it is about success or failure, then you give them a little outline of what's going to happen while you meet with them. So they come into the office, you know, you, you, get them a cup of coffee, you break the ice, and then you show them what's at stake. It's about success or failure. Then you're going to give them a little preview of what's going to happen while you're together. Number three is you're going to ask them a series of questions. And you need to widen them out, okay, to make it uh, more likely. Well, you'll see how that happens in a minute. And then number four is you're going to give them the buyer presentation. My hope is that you would be giving them the fearless agent buyer presentation, but they should – the purpose of the buyer presentation is to get them to eagerly want to sign the buyer broker agreement uh, before you ever search the MLS or show a single house. Now, no fearless agent ever emails listings to buyers. That is crazy, crazy bad idea. You can always tell what's a crazy bad idea because you just look at what all the other agents are doing. That's always a crazy bad idea. 
So we don't email stuff. If you want people to never meet with you, keep sending them stuff. That will keep them from meeting with you. So we go through the fearless agent buyer presentation. And, you know, I say, first of all, I say thank you for coming in. Really appreciate that. And I just want to let you know that um, it's not my goal to sell you a house. You know, my, my, my guess is you're going to buy a house with me or without me. If I drop dead today, you're still going to buy a house. My goal when, we, when we're here today is to show you how I do business completely differently than all other agents. And one of the ways that I am different is I just take everything one step at a time. So the first step is just to see if what you're trying to do and what I do at my, here at Fearless Agent Realty, um, if that's even a good fit. Uh, by the way, are you familiar with something called the fallout list? Okay. So now those of you who are familiar with the Fearless Agent listing presentation, we have this expired list, okay, which is a visual that represents fail, failure, sellers who have failed by making bad choices. So in, in this situation, we're sitting with a buyer, and what I created was a list of uh, houses – that were for sale, that were no longer for sale. So they were active, uh, then they went pending, and then they went back to active. Okay, they didn't close, not not solds. So if you could generate something like that through your MLS uh, or fake one up, it doesn't really matter. Uh, but th it's a visual that represents what buyer failure looks like. So I'd say, are you familiar with something called the fallout list? Of course, they're going to say no. I'd say, you know what? I printed one up. So what this is, I pull that out. What this is, this is a list of people that have two things in common. One is they chose to do business with an agent that allowed them to fail. And here's what I mean by that. These people chose to do business with an agent the way most buyers do. And most buyers choose their agent without giving it really hardly any thought. I think we talked about that last week. They kind of bop into an open house and they go, oh, she seems nice. Or they call off an ad and they go, oh, he seems nice. Or they, you know, who, who knows how they, how they choose their agent. Now, sellers many times will interview five agents or three agents anything over three and there's a mental illness probably, but they interview multiple agents quite commonly, certainly two, um, sometimes only one, but mostly not. And buyers never interview even one agent. They never ask the agent, how do you do business when you work with a buyer? If they were to ask that, they would get some pretty horrible answers. And many of you listening, if I said to you, when I'm a buyer, how do you work with me? I'm not sure you would have a really great answer for that. All fearless agents have a really great answer for that. So they come up, you know, they meet with an agent, and then they go out looking at houses. So they go out looking at houses, and then they fall in love with the house. And then they make an offer, and maybe there's a counter offer, but 
you know, they reach an agreement with a seller and they agree to buy that house. Now, somewhere between that moment and them actually getting to own and live in that house, something goes bad. That house ends up back on the market, which is not good for the seller. And that buyer is unable to live in their favorite house or perhaps any house. So that's one thing that all these people on that list have in common. And the second thing is, in my opinion, those agents and those buyers never should have agreed to join forces in the first place. I think you'd agree with that. So here's what I've done. I've created a step-by-step process that if we follow it, it's going to absolutely guarantee you and I that we are not going to end up on a list like that. Can I share that with you? So now, when they were walking into the office, they're thinking, you know, what, what is this going to be like? They're going to try to high pressure me into buying the first thing we see or something like that. Now all of that is out of their head. They know what's at stake. They, and then I'm going to make them feel comfortable with what's going to happen. So the ne- first thing I'm going to do is just ask you some questions. And really more important than, you know, me and my company and how great we are and all that kind of stuff is, is you and uh, your plans and how I can help you get there or if I can help you get there. Um, one thing I provide for you is a complete one-stop shopping situation. You are not going to have to go looking for this or that or the other thing. Everything you need, you can get right here in this room. I've got everything you need for you to find your favorite house and end up living in it instead of somebody else. And then I'm going to explain to you how we handle the sale um, and then the follow-up. You know, I look at this meeting right here as just the opportunity for you to decide whether I'm a good fit for you. But when you buy a house, that really is the first step in the process. I want that to be uh, I want that to be so rewarding and so wonderful for you that you think from now on, if I ever buy a house or I know anybody who wants to buy a house, you're going to recommend me to your friends, your family, you, if you you know bu- sell your house and buy another one, you wouldn't think of using any other agent. So, um, so once, once you have all the information on how I do that, then you'll have all the deci- all the information to decide whether I'm the agent for you or not. And if I am, then we'll get you started on a step-by-step process that's going to guarantee your success in you getting your favorite house and not having somebody else living in your favorite house. So um, I'm going to just begin by asking you some questions. Fair enough? So now, now I've shown them what's at stake. I've given them what's going to happen while we're meeting today so that they're comfortable. So the idea is I want them to say, oh, wow, this is much more professional. You know, the other agent just met me at the house. The other agent just emailed me listings and then we would go to one house and then the next day we go to another house. No real plan. So I want them to say, hey, Bob's got a plan. You know, which you could see this is a relief and they, he actually does have a plan. So, And by the way, if any of the stuff that we ever talk about on this 
podcast makes sense to you and you are happen to be earning less selling real estate than you wish you were and you're open to the idea of having some help with that. Or if you happen to be a real estate company owner and you would like to maybe have Fearless Agent as your in-house training platform or you're recruiting fewer producing agents than you wish you were and you open to the idea of having some help with that. I just saw somebody call on my phone who just uh, hired me to go teach him how to recruit. But uh, you can always call me. Uh, we'll see if what you're trying to do and what we do at Fearless Agent, if it would be a good fit. You can call me at 480-385-8810. I love talking to realtors. Don't think you're bothering me. Uh, it's better not to email me or text me. Always pick up the phone and call me at 480-385-8810 if you Think you can't afford coaching, but you wish you could, please visit fearlessagent.com. Watch our webinar. It's about 45 minutes long. Take lots of notes. Go to the video training page. And my guarantee to you is those free videos would be much better coaching for free than you would pay any other coach in America any amount of money for. And if you ever have a question, you can always call me because we want to help you uh, for free so that you can uh, afford coaching as soon as possible if it's a good fit. So me, 480-385-8810. Go to fearlessagent.tv to subscribe to the videos and go to fearlessagent.com. Uh, you can find everything you need now. So let's back, go back to the questions. I'm going to ask questions to the buyer. So what is the number one complaint? We talked about this uh two weeks ago, I think, number one complaint of realtors about buyers. It rhymes. It goes, buyers are, you guessed it, liars. That's right. So realtors always say buyers are liars. Now, what's the number one complaint that buyers have about realtors? And that is they keep showing us stuff we don't like. Well, of course, we're showing you what you don't like. We're showing you what you can afford. Nobody likes what they can afford. But part of that is built into the way realtors do their job. So what realtors do is they sit down and they say, well, tell me what you would like in your next house. And they say, well, we'd like four bedrooms. If it had five, that'd be okay. But we definitely don't want three. Uh, we want a house with two bathrooms. We want uh, – it's got to be single level. We wouldn't even consider a second level house. We've got to have, um, you know, a pool. We got to have this, and they start naming all these things, and then you get them pre-approved for a monthly payment, and you type all that into the uh, computer, and exactly zero houses show up because you've added too many things. So you need to widen out their thinking. Uh, so what is the maximum cash? Question number one. What is the maximum cash that you could put down if you wanted to? Now, I already know the answer to that question because I've talked to their lender. So when they tell me, you know, it's eighty thousand, their lenders already told me it's a hundred. So I know that in the back of my mind, they could put a hundred down, and they say, well, we we could put eighty down, but we only want to put fifty down. So I say, let's say that I find the perfect house. This is the custom house, perfect for you in every way. But you said you only wanted to put 80000 down. 
But this house, in order for you to own it and not having some other guy living in your favorite house, you would have to put 90000 down. Would you want me to keep that house a secret from you or would you want me to tell you that it does exist? That's the question. Oh, no, we'd, we'd take a look at it. Okay. So, again, it's the perfect house, world's greatest house, custom made for you. Would I keep it a secret from you if it took $100,000 down payment money? Oh, no, I guess we'd want to know about it. Okay, so now I haven't jacked them up 20000 on the price, although maybe, but – what doesn't happen is I got, I'm out there showing them what they don't like. I'm showing them more of what they don't like, and then they're telling their friends, I don't know what's wrong with this Bob guy. He keeps showing us stuff we don't like. And then they end up changing realtors or going into an open house, putting 100000 down because it is a more perfect house for them. And then I say, buyers are liars. No, I just didn't ask the question the right way. So – what is the maximum monthly payment that you would consider? Uh, well, we don't want to pay more than you know seventeen hundred a month. Let's say I'd say okay. Well, let's say I found the perfect house, ten times better than all the others for you, but it takes eighteen hundred a month. Do you want me to keep it a secret from you, or do you want to know it's for sale? Go see it. Oh no, we'd go see it. What if it was nineteen hundred? Yeah, we'd go see it. What if it was 2000 No, that's too much. So you don't want me telling you about any houses where it would cost you 2000 a month. I would keep it a secret from you. Is that correct? That's correct. How about 1950 Well, maybe 1950 Okay, see, I've got them way up on the price, and I'm going to end up starting high and going down. Okay? So always show the most expensive houses first that they could afford. And work your way down. You know, always do it that way because otherwise you end up not being their realtor. So then I say to the – now I take out two pieces of paper. I tear off a piece of paper. This is actual paper. Ramon, we have paper. Remember this? They're in my office. I've got paper in the office. Stacks, I'd imagine. I tear off another piece of paper. That's a sound effect. Right? And I hand one to the wife if it's a couple and one to the husband. I say, now you guys are married, so you don't agree on some things. So I want you to write down everything that's important to you. Because guys, you know, we would like a four-car garage with no house attached and a refrigerator and a weight bench and a big screen TV. And to us, that's a house. You know, we don't really, we don't really ask for much. So women, they want more stuff, you know, other things like bedrooms and junk. So I hand them that. They fill out what they like and then I come back after getting a cup of coffee and making a phone call. And I go, oh, are you all done? And they go, yes. And I go, okay, let me take yours, Mr. Husband. And then I take that one and I go, yeah, because we know none of that's going to matter. Isn't that right? Now the wife loves me. And the husband loves me too because he's not – I go, no, I'm just kidding and we'll, we'll flatten it out. You know, it'll, be, it'll be fine. So then I take those two pieces of paper and I give them back to him and I say cross off the thing, the one thing that you actually could live without while I just wait. 
I'm enjoying a lovely beverage there. Did you see that? Coffee break. Folgers. Sponsor. Okay. So then they, I say, now, is there anything else you could cross off? You, you could live without it. So I want to get it down to the bare minimum. And then I do the same thing with the uh, street boundaries. So I go north, south, east, west, and then I do street boundaries. And then I say, uh, let's say we find the perfect house. You know, what's, what's the farthest north you would want to look? And they give me a street boundary. They say, oh, it's on Jefferson Street. It's got to be in the hood if it's Jefferson Street. Isn't that true? Don't they always name the president streets in the hood? That's the way it goes. So Jefferson Street, and then on the south, it would be Oak Street, and on the right, it's 35th Street, and on the left, it's 12th Street. And so I say, now, let's say I find the absolute perfect house, perfect for you, better than all the others by 10 times, but it's one block north of Jefferson. You don't want to even hear about it? They go, oh, no, we'd want to hear about it if it was only one block. I go, okay, so then I'd go the mile north street of that. And I go, what if it was one block north of that street? And finally, I'm going to widen that out too so I have a lot more houses to look at. So now I ask the magic question. I say, so if we find the right house today, would you buy it today? And they go, well, I don't, I don't know about that. I'd say, so we, we go out looking, we find the, the perfect house, and there is a chance you would not buy it today. They go, well, you know, I guess if it was the perfect house, we would buy it today. Now, if they said, no, there's no way, we'd have to sleep on it. I'd say, well, if you got to sleep on it, you sure as heck ain't going to sleep in it. So if we find the right house today, would you buy it today? Well, I guess if you put it that way, Bob, maybe we would buy it today. Okay. Did you bring your checkbook with you? No, we did not, Bob. Well, I guess we know which house we're going to first, don't we? We're going to your house to pick up your checkbook because you got to be ready to buy with your checkbook in a quick draw holster because otherwise you're going to have some other guy living in your favorite house and that's the way it works. So you've got to create urgency with these folks. So they've got to – I want to go out and show – I don't need them – to buy today, but if we find the right house today, they have to buy it today. Otherwise, we're not going out. So if you just do things in the right order, you're going to have a much easier time working with buyers. You won't be saying buyers are liars. They won't be saying Bob keeps showing us stuff we don't like and everything will go better. So next week, we're still going to talk about buyers, maybe, unless we have a guest. Sometimes the guest calls in and we have a guest. I want to thank all of you again for joining us today. Please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. That would be your launching pad to everything we do for recruiting, speaking, uh, coaching, everything. You can always call me directly at 480-385-8810. Please do give us a five-star review of this podcast. And until next week, Ramon, do you know what we do? Have Have fun. Have fun. Be humble. Well, I can't do that. No, not not you, but regular people. Yeah. Yeah. And then be fearless. Thanks, gang. Oh.